Good morning, everyone. I want to I wanna continue learning, like we did last week, for the refuah of a very dear friend of mine, Nachman Yerachmiel ben Golden. He's a big refuah shlema, so we should have him in mind. Um, before we... I, I was debating, I'm sure everyone has a lot of things to do, Erev Hanukkah and everything, but I thought... said we always joke about how Hanukkah, what's the only thing you have to really do? Like, make sure you get some oil and some candles. It's not like there's that much more to do. Everything else is just... I mean, all the presents is not a... It's not a Yiddish... I mean, it's, it became somehow we... Con, it, it was converted into a Jewish minhag. But obviously, you know, the gifts and... Even, I mean, even Sufganiyot, all these things... These are all nice, sweet things, but that's not, obviously, you know, these are days like we learned on Thursday. Yemei Chanukah and Yemei Hoda'ah. These are days of, saying, of learning how to say thank you and experiencing what happens to you when you go through the notion, not the motion, but the notion of saying thank you, who you become. It was also known as Yemei Bina, Yemei Shmona. These are days of deep introspection. And in the Sfarim, it's spoken about clearly how Chanukah is a time by davening by the Nerot, is a time where the gates are, are wide, wide open. And I wanted to make sure that we... I wasn't even sure we were going to have Shir this morning, just I didn't know who would be able to come and learn, but Baruch Hashem, there's really a Ratzon to, to make sure we show up present in our lives. We continue to show up present in our lives. So we, first of all, I want to Yossi and Miriam, and to each and every one of you for coming. It's very, very mechazek. And of course, and we woke up this morning sing a hoda'ah for a person that I'm privileged to daven next to, and that's Abi Miller, who's finishing, completing the whole cycle of the Torah this week, of laning the Torah this week. And if, if even just in his honor, we should take, take, take advantage of every moment that we have to just learn, to keep on learning and digging deeper into, into the world of Torah. <laughs> Amen. So, I saw, to, I saw something that I wanted to open with today before we go back into the Sefer. That's the first page you have over here. And this is from the author of the Bilvavi as well. I think it'll explain why we have been focused so much on what we've been focused on. Why we spend so much time with what we've been focusing on. And I think it'll give us a lot of chizuk. Yeshno ma'asei yadua mi mivolozhin. אחיו של הגאון רב חיים מבלוז'ן, שהיה כידוע מתלמידי הגרא. רב חיים מבלוז'ן wrote the beautiful and famous Sefer Nefesh Chaim. He was the top student of the Gaon of Vilna. And his brother was this Reb Zalmele, probably Zalman, if his name is Zalmele, right? What's happening? This Reb Zamala is sitting in the shear of the Gra, and then one of the days that the Gra is teaching, he says to the Gra, stop, stop teaching, stop teaching. Why? You don't find these words of Torah to be beloved? Well, why would you tell me to stop teaching Torah? On the contrary. Since I really do love and appreciate these words of Torah, I love what I hear so much, I actually want there to be a kiyum, an existence. I want it to actually be alive in my life, what I learn. 
ומאחר ואת הדברים ששמעתי אתמול עדיין אינני חי עמהם כמו שצריך, and since I don't feel that I'm truly living with what I learned yesterday because I haven't absorbed it and it hasn't become integrated into my life yet, אם אשמע דברים חדשים, if I hear anything new, דברי התורה של אתמול יהיו בחס ושלום בבחינת נפר, שאין להם קיום אמיתי בנפש. I'm God forbid so nervous that if I hear, if I learn something new now without grounding in what I did yesterday, what is that going to say about yesterday's teaching? It'll be God forbid like a, uh, I don't even want to say what, but something that doesn't have a, something that doesn't last. ברצוני כך הוא אמר לגרא, so with my will, קודם לקחת את הדברים שאמרתם אתמול, to take what we learned yesterday, ללכת איתם במחשבה זמן טובה, to walk with it for a while, to think about it, to deeply contemplate what we learned, ולקנות אותם, and to, to acquire it. ורק אחר כך, אדרבה, and afterwards, אדרבה, even more, להיות בבחינת מוסיף והולך. Now why did I want to bring this teaching? Because Mosif Ve'olech, you all know, is the Lashon that Shulchan Aruch uses to describe the Machloket between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel regarding Hanukkah candles. Is it Pochet Ve'olech, 8-7-6-5, or is it 1-2-3? Do we go up every night and add, or do we start with the full thing and go down? So he says, I want to be Mosif Ve'olech. I want to light a candle, and then I want to know that candle is Kayam, and then add another candle. Second to bottom paragraph. But if, for example, can you imagine a person lights two candles, on the second night, two candles, but he this is not what Beit Hillel spoke about when they said, you continue to add on light into your life. See, he's saying adding, for real, is not just bringing in new concepts all the time. Adding is when you bring new stuff based on what was before. Mosif ve'olech does not mean chidush ve'olech, chidush ve'olech, chidush ve'olech. It's that I have to take into consideration, into account, everything that I did until now, build on it, and then I go weiter. Then I continue to flow. So this concept of Mosif Ve'olech means the first candle is clearly lit, it's thoroughly lit, and from there I continue to light my menorah. So that's a very sweet word. But what is it, Shaykh, for our Sunday morning shir? Bechach gam le'inyaneinu. So too to our inyan. Tzarich liyot shanekuda rishona tiyye knuya heitev banefesh. This first nekuda that we're speaking about, which is called emuna, Untouchable emuna, unshakable emuna, emuna behira, clear, clear emuna. Is some, that's the Nerishon. That's the first candle. And if that first candle isn't Kanui, isn't really acquired properly, I can't really add to my menorah. I have a complete bilbul in my Yiddishkeit. I have a complete bilbul in my Yadut. I have a complete bilbul in my Torah and Mitzvahs. I have a complete kind of confusion 
regarding my relationships with everything that has to do with my spiritual journey in life. Unless the first candle is mamash kanui, unless it's acquired. And that's really the harping that we've been learning, like the, the going over and over again, but in a very in a very solid way, is in order to establish this thing that we could actually have a menorah that eventually will be fully lit. Eventually. So again, the bottom paragraph. And only then, once it's acquired, I go to the second point. And also... So after the, the second Nekuda is then acquired, now, you don't, most of you don't have the Sefer, so you don't know what the, what the second Nekuda is, but you can start to think about what would he say is the second thing that comes after. Like if the first can, candle of our menorah is Emuna, what's the second candle? Could be. We'll see. Mamshichin imshteyen Nekudot arishonot lekivon anekuda shlishit bechen ala. So we see this keeps on going over and over again. Now, we'll go back inside now. Ot Zayin. Ot Zayin in the Ravi, in the Shni Tolat. So we see here something very, very beautiful. And uh, I think that this is already a good kavana. People are always asking, what kavana should I have when I light the candles? So like the greatest kavana is just be with Simcha that you're doing a mitzvah. That's like enough. Because you can get, you can get so lost. I've had some of the most depressing Hanukkah lighting because I'm such I'm I'm pounding myself with such guilt that I'm not doing the the proper kavanas and now it's such an eight ratzon and and I'm you know and I'm doing the the unholy avoda of I don't know God knows what whatever it is other than the kabbalistic meanings of what it means to lay the menorah and envisioning myself as the coin bottle on the base of midrash obviously it's pretty high pretty high expectations but if we wanted to start with something very basic over here. I think it could be like this. I think it could really be, okay, the first, tonight's the first night. Okay, this is wonderful. Tonight's the first night to take the avoda we've been doing here and really going over it. Learning it again. Or learning it before Hadlakat Nerot again. And that's why it's very good. I'm glad we got to learn. So that the Kavana is Ribbon Shleim. I know that my Yiddishkeit is Mushtat. It's all based on the, the, this first candle being lit. And this first candle of Emunah Tehorah, I know that if this isn't lit and acquired, I don't really know what I can do with the rest of the candles, the rest of Hanukkah. So please, Rebbe Shalom. Like, I'm begging you, that's why it's so important to take your time, the few extra minutes, whatever is going on in the house. I know, especially with little children, it's not ideal at all, unless we were living in, uh, I guess Australia is probably the afuch now with the timing. They probably light like at 7.38, because by them it's, it's summer, as if it's winter here, right? But you know what I mean, <laughs> timing-wise, because with children, you're lighting 4.45, 5, 5.15, it's crazy. But still, nonetheless, nonetheless, to take time, and right before you light that first one, to have the kavana and saying, saying some of the words we've been saying here, like we said last week, specifically the main focus of last week's shir, was that, Ribbono Shalom, I'm asking you right now for the one thing that you never say no to, and that is, grant me the privilege to believe in you more. To grant me the, open the gates for me to have my, to have my emuna on, in a way that it wasn't, that was never before. Now, one of the things that happens to us, and this is a very good question, what does it mean, liknot 
emuna. What does it mean to buy emuna? To acquire emuna. A person, you would think, that acquires emuna is set. And they never have situations where they're kind of stuck. I bought it. It's kanui. It's all good. But we all know already that that cannot be the, that, that, that can't be the situation. It can't be like someone that bought Kenyan Emuna, that doesn't mean they're set. It just means they know how to dance the dance much better. I'll give you a better example. When we were learning for Smicha, it was so... Uh, I don't know if it was, it was depressing, but at a certain point you realize that if people are going to be asking you even 20% of the stuff you're learning, you probably never want to be a rabbi. Because it's very, I don't know. I mean, how much can you answer about salt and meat? Or, or you know, in Yanim like that. But what did we know? Like, what was the, what was the, like the, and, and Rav Bravinder said this at our smicha ceremony. He said, it's more about, not that you, not that you could say you're sholet in the Shulchan Aruch, but Aleph, it's that you know where to look if need be. But Bet, it's that you feel like you're part of the conversation that's been happening since Ar Sinai. That you actually feel your chilek of the conversation. That you can actually talk the talk. A little bit of what our Tanaim, our Amoraim have been discussing since Hashem said to us, here, take these mitzvahs and figure out what I mean by it, right? That's the beauty of Yiddishkeit. That's the beauty of being part of the conversation. When it comes to Emunah, there's something very similar, especially with this Midah, the Kinyan of this. When it comes to Emunah, there is no expectation that once you've got it, you're good, and you're set, and you're fixed. Rather, the Kinyan of Emunah is that once I really touch that place inside, even for a second, that's unshakable and untouchable, this is the most beautiful thing in the world. I believe that I could always get back there. As opposed to, I should be under the assumption that this is always, this, this should be a, a fixed thing and that always works. It's, it's simple, a simcha that I know I can always get back there. Like if you've ever, Bezat Hashem, every zivuk should taste this. If there's ever been a moment of real dvekus between a couple, then it, it's, it's not that they, they're under the, the impression of, oh, this is set. But it's more like, with, once I know that that exists, it's just simcha, because I know that no matter what, what, what happens, this, I also know this world also exists, and I can always go back there. With Emunah, it's very, very similar. And that's what we're going to be seeing today. Ot Zayin. Ot Zayin back inside. Ve'al yipol lev ha'adam im yesh lo haben nefilot. Now a person that's already tasted this world of Emunah, al yipol lev ha'adam. His heart shouldn't sink if he has a lot of downfalls. And it's not only that the person doesn't feel the emuna in his heart, but also in his mind. There's a lot of times where we go to do with what we're supposed to be doing, and there's a takala. We hear that word often. Takala means a, pa- a puncher, like a takala. It's like a flat tire in the emuna wheels, or in the life wheels, where there's a flat tire going on. Ve'yesh takalot ve'od arbe mikrim b'chaim, and life happens. V'u shokheach b'chlal et ha'emunah bo'it b'arach shmo. V'u legamre shokheach she'kol ha'esek shelo talui bo'it b'arach shmo. 
And then you can have moments where you completely forget emuna, and you completely forget that everything that I'm even busy with, and this, whatever form of flat tire, is a, is a hitaskut that Hashem has with me. I forget, like we, like we were talking about establishing last week, <clears throat> that even, I can, I can, and I can talk about this with God, and saying, look, I know in my mind that every single thing is from you. The problem is I don't always remember it. I don't, I don't always feel it. And that's part of our hitbo to do, to actually verbalize that and say that. We have this very warped from upbringing where you're not allowed to say those kind of things because that's not uh, mutar. I don't, know what's, I, don't, I don't know anything holier in the world than telling Hashem, sometimes I just don't believe in you because at that moment, Gevad, do you believe in Hashem? It's unbelievable. You're actually telling that to God. So that's a very beautiful, beautiful place to get to. Now what, now what should happen? You be under the impression, wait a second, I'm such a good, you know, Chazak religious boy, girl. <clears throat> how, could, how could such a thing have happened? What does this say about me for real? Am I for real? Do not get into distress. Don't fall into despair if this has happened, uh, if this has happened uh, here and there, or even if it's happened quite frequently. This is what work in Emunah looks like. Sometimes you remember, and sometimes you just don't. That's a very important thing to remember. That this is, he's saying, this is how Emuna works. Sometimes these things are just drilled into us, and I more or less remember, and the same me can fall into a place of forgetting that the Ribbon Shalom is running the world. Why? I think that this is such a healthy statement, because what he's doing over here is that I think he's like painting a picture, of, like a safety net, almost, like saying, what's that? It's okay. It's like telling us students, it's okay to fail. It's part of the process. It's part of the process. Because it's part of the process. Nachon. Haderachi. So, okay, so what do I do with that? That it's part of the process. Shachach. Mikol mikom, mikol makom miyad b'sha'a sheniskar be'emunah bo yitbarach shmo v'niskar sh'akol talui bo yitbarach shmo miyad y'amid et atzmo zman mu'at panui v'yidaber imar ribona shleilam. Okay, no problem. You forget, it happens. But what do you do once you remember? So he's saying here, this is, he's not, you're not off the hook. This is what's so beautiful. And I really want you to take this deep into your hearts. He's saying over here, it's okay to fall. Not lechatchila, but the even. That's what happens. You're going to forget. It's not always going to feel like everything is good and everything's under control. You have moments like that. But instead of when you remember, oh no, I do have emuna. And then moving on, he's like, no, absolutely not. When you fell from your place of emuna, and then you replugged yourself somehow, at that moment there's an avoda to do. What is the avoda to do at that moment? Huh? Talk to Hashem. At that moment. At that moment when you, so to speak, regained consciousness of that which you know to be the utmost truth, at that moment you start speaking to Hashem. Yidaber lo. Ribono Shalom, you know how badly I really want to believe in you. How much I long for it. 
אתה רואה כמה נפילות יש לי. You see, you fall down, you, get, you see how many times you're, I'm falling down. אני שוכח הרבה פעמים, I quite frequently forget. אבל אני לא מתייאש מלהאמין בך. But I don't despair from believing in you. כל פעם שאשכח חס ושלום ממך, אני מיד אתחזק לחזור ולזכור את האמונה בך בלי נדר. Every time I forget you, but every time I remember you. Every time I remember that it's you, only, only, only you, I take it upon myself, בלי נדר, to מחזק myself at that moment. אני מתחנן לפניך, ריבון השלום, I'm begging you, מעומק הלב, from the depth of my heart, שתרחם ותחוס עליי שלא אשכח אותך. So beautiful. No, this is so beautiful. I'm begging you, ריבון השלום, from the bottom of my heart, that I don't forget you. שלא אשכח את האמונה בך, I don't forget my belief in you. וגם אם שכחתי חס ושלום, and if God forbid I forgot, ריבונו של עולם, אני מבקש מאוד, I'm really asking you, שהשכחה תהיה לזמן קצר מאוד. He's like already planning for the future. If it happens again that I forget, may it be a very short, a short time frame of forgetting you. ואתה מיד תעורר אותי, and you'll wake me up right away. ותזכיר לי אותך, and remind me who you are. זו צורת התפילה שאדם צריך להתפלל, כל אחד עם שפתו ולשונו. This he's describing, he's not saying you, this, this, has to be, this has to be like word for word, what you should be saying, because hopefully you believe enough in the power of your own words that you could compose, you can compose something incredible. I was listening last night, I had a long drive, I was listening to that song we mentioned on Yom Kippur from Hanan Ben-Ari called Shalom Parsha. Cholem Kmo Yosef. It is so deep. There's one line that got me, uh, oh my gosh. He says there, V'kmo David, I think he said, Ani Yosem Yizem Yizmor. Do you remember that? Yeah? That's the language? Do you understand? It's, it's an amazing thing. Like David HaMelech, This is amazing. <laughs> what's, the, what, what's the drush here? I could say, oh, כמו דוד, אני אהיה צדיק ואני אאמין בך. You think דוד המלך wrote Tehillim because he was a tzaddik and he never fell? הפוך. דוד המלך was the one, he is this. This last paragraph we've just read is how Tehillim came into the world. It's that every time there are moments where he's supposed to speak, forgot that everything is taken care of by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he stopped. And then he started opening up his, 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 his heart. I'm making a song out of this moment of momentarily forgetting about you and then talking about it with you, Hashem. That is Tehidim. To me, this is the most mechazek piece I think we've ever seen. Because it gives us the merchav. It's, again... The cop-out here is to say, I'm going to do some juicy averas so I can write some gewaldic tehillim. <laughs> We know that that, that, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. He's saying, and he said over here, Life is life. Bound to happen. This is what life is all about. The question is, are you, are you, are you confident enough, or not confident enough, but are you committed enough that when you do kind of re-plug... And you're like, oh, yes, it is all Hashem. 
Are you okay with not just moving on, trying to finish the next thing you're supposed to be doing? Can you take all those moments and make nigunim out of them, make mizmorei teilim out of them, make little moments, pockets of itbodedut out of the moments where you kind of like get reconfigured? Yeah. Just a little bit louder, if you don't mind. I think it's also an element of, of being grateful for those moments. Because, and saying thank you for those moments, even though they're painful. I think there's something, there's value in having those moments and recognizing that we're human. And Hashem created us as humans, and we are meant to fall. And, and, and even that falling is from Hashem. And so thank you, Hashem, for that moment and for the recognition that I fell, and for the ability to come back. You're saying that should be, that, that can be part, that's essentially part of the, of the tefillah. Nachon. It's much easier to say that with, a, with more conviction a little bit later when I could look back and see how it all worked out, but to do it, is the deepest. That's the deepest. Nachon. And Rav Arush probably has like 300,000 hours of just talking about that inyan of saying thank you, betocham, betocham So this is a very important yisod of our emunah. You're going to forget. You're going to forget that God runs the world. Right now, it may be crystal clear to you. You're going to forget, and that manifests in many different ways, what that looks like, what that means. For different people, it means different things. But the point over here is not, how do I stay consistently remembering that Hashem exists? Although He did give us an Eitzel once in the beginning of our learning, remember? based on the Mesilas Yisharim about the note in your pocket that you're supposed to take out every 15 minutes, which is the tachlit of the world, of why you're in this world. Yeah, take it out of your pocket every 15 minutes. He said, don't worry, you'll remember. But I want to say, even like that, even like that, in between the 15 minutes, you may reach a certain place where like, I knew, I know that seven and a half minutes ago I took out the paper that reminded me of my purpose in this world, but I don't even, I can't even read the paper anymore. This, ha- this is bound to happen, but now speak about it. If we only have enough guts and enough koach and enough, enough like pushing ourselves to say, Hashem does not interested in making sure that I'm reminded that I believe in Him, but right now He's, a, he's much more interested in a conversation about these moments of feeling scared, of feeling lost. That's how I build the first candle. That's the derech liknot etaner arishon. This is how I'm, I'm acquiring the first candle called Emuna, the first candle of my menorah. Let's continue to Otchet. Haderechi. The path is, it should be on the behind, other side of the pages that we gave out. Haderechi. She'adam yichlol et kol libo. The way is that when you talk to God, show up. Meaning, the all of you should show up. The kvetcher, the whiner, the celebrator, what doesn't matter. Include all of your heart. Anyway, Hashem already knows what your heart's feeling. It just, you know, it's, it's about time that you get to know what your heart is feeling. That's what these moments are. It's not about Hashem, it's about us. And he'll say everything before him. His whole heart. All of his doubts. Isn't that amazing? He's saying, 
Tell Hashem how much you doubt His existence. It's called Svekotav. Just as long, just as, long as, you, as you tell Hashem. It's called Meniav. Mamash lepirtei pratim. How do you say Meniav? Motives. All of a person's motives. Mamash, mamash lepirtei pratim. Go so much into detail, as much as you possibly can. Yesiach lefanil. Reb Nachman said, when you wake up in the morning, uh, tell God how it felt like to go to sleep and the first few thoughts you had when you woke up. Just like tell God a story. Just start talking. Just start, just start, start, saying, start saying words. Detailed by detail. Fourth line. V'yebatuach b'chol libo. And be certain with all of your heart. Shakadosh Baruch Hu ma'azin u'makshiv kol milah sheyotzet mipiv. And remember, you're not talking to yourself. Even though that ends up what happens, there's ma'azin, mebit, ma'azin, ma'bit u'makshiv. We say that on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, right? Arashat Safatenu, Ye'erav lefanecha, Ye'erav lefanecha. It should be sweet before you, the words that I say. You know, a big zgula for this is that when your child's talking to you, you can make sure that they're aware that you're hearing every word that, you're saying to, that they're saying to you. This is a great imagery to, to you know, to, to try to feel it with the Ribbon Shalom. I have to say, I mean, in this community, I really have learned so much about from just basic parenting, seeing how many of you talk to your children and seeing your children's faces when they speak to you is you could see they feel that they're in the presence of being heard. It's a very, very big thing. So again, and then you start getting really happy over such a thing. So one of the further you'll, the imagery that you'll start to have is the nachat and the simcha that Hashem has when He sees that you're not willing to give up on this relationship no matter what. And you're going to fall on your, fall on your knees, begging, begging, I don't want this to end. Please, Hashem, please don't let me fall again. And if I do, let it be fast, but I cannot give this up, no matter what. These are words, he's saying, these are words to be kona the inyan of emunah. These are words to be kona this midah. He says, this brings such simcha. Im yehudi ayam argish be'emet. This is so beautiful. If we had an inkling as to how much nachat we bring Hashem, when we go to the zone that he spoke about, Gan Eden ye katan alecha. That's what he's saying. Like, what's Gan Eden after this? Gan Eden is, is nothing compared to the reward that you feel when you bring, we have, we've all, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, have had these opportunities to bring our parents nachas. And even though some of us, you know, everyone should live long and well, some of you don't have parents in this world, nachas is something that's eternal to the neshama. It's always there. That sensation, try to plug yourself into that. That sensation you have when you know that what you're doing is giving your parent nachas, the feeling alone is a greater sense of pleasure than any actual reward you can get for, for doing something nice. So he's saying over here, if you at a certain point plug yourself into what he's, what he's describing, 
And that is this joy that happens when Hashem sees, this kid won't give up on me. This kid will not give up on me. At that moment, you forget about yourself, you're plugged into the nachas, you brought Hashem, and then it's, it's more than Gan Eden. It's more than Gan Eden. This is a beautiful place to get to. Highly recommended. Highly recommended. So how many beautiful things is in this shape of tefillah on emunah? So I just want to pause for a second, make something very clear. What is he really saying about emunah? Emunah is not something you have or you don't have. Emunah is something you acquire. How do you acquire it? Tefillah. Over and over and over and over again. But usually, when you tell someone that that you have to keep on doing it, they're like, right? That's when you're looking at it from the chitzoniyut. When you're looking at it from the pnimiyut, you say to someone, "Listen, you get to feel it deeper and deeper. Really, you get to feel it be deeper and sweeter and more meaningful each time." I'm up for this for the rest of my life. Again, when we're told, listen, you know, you'll never get this, you have to keep on coming back, keep on working on it, those are things that turn us off. We have this button, we're like, we're done. I can't, especially I live in an instant generation. You know, I'm gonna, you're going to tell me I have to keep on doing something all the time. But the way he's described it here is that if I get to meet myself in a really beautiful place, and I get to see how much nachat I give Hashem each time I keep on going for it, that already paints a beautiful, beautiful, exciting, and exhilarating picture for the Kenyan of Emunah. It's almost like if I got it, right? If I was Kone Emunah and then I didn't have to go through all this, what would I be lacking? What, what, what wouldn't I have if like Emunah was a thing you got and you held on to and it just didn't stop? Well, it's a deeper relationship. Yeah. What I really want is the growth. Growth with the depth of the relationship. Yeah. Oh my God, I have to do this every day? My body, yeah. That was actually enjoyable. Right. Exercise. Right. You have people that like <laughs> smile when they talk about exercising every day and the people are looking at people that are smiling while talking about exercising every day. Like, out of your mind? You have to keep on doing this all the time? But what happens to you, to the brain? What happens to the brain when it realizes, when it realizes, or it remembers somehow... How do I feel when I re-engage with that activity which from the outside seems, I don't know, f- f- feeling, huh? Painful. Painful, exhausting, whatever. Whatever it is. With Emunah Mamash it's the same thing. But tefillah, see this is, this is like a very important thing. We've been so makpeed over the years to try to get you guys to write tefillot because to kliknot Emunah, to really be kone Emunah, you either have to say your own tefillahs, or you have to kone your tefillah, or you have to write it down. So I want to say something may sound a little bit out there, but it's almost as if he's saying all the tefillahs that were ever written in the world are good enough for reminders. But it's not good enough for you to be kone emuna, Because that's dependent on your tefillah. That's dependent of k'mo David 
אני, אני עושה מזה מזמור. I am making a מזמור out of it. And I think that anyone that's ever written their own תפילה, or have gotten to a rhythm of התבודדות with their verbalizing their own תפילה, they, they know exactly what we just said right now. אי אפשר לתאר את זה, you can't really describe it, but it is the most empowering thing in the world when... When, the, when you taste that, your own tefillah, your own shivchi kamayim libeth, nochach p'nei Hashem. And that's why a lot of people, when they speak about emunah, they always talk about, like, litkoa b'machshava. Just from, you, have to, you have to set things in your machshava. But really, we already learned last week, and we're going to be saying it now every day, starting tomorrow for eight days. He'emanti ki adaber. Remember, I believe, therefore I speak. When I have a moment of emunah, I have a moment of clarity, what do I, what do? I do? The Balvavi is saying, don't just be like, oh, good, I re- I'm glad I remembered that. Because you'll keep on falling, and it won't feel good to try to get back up. What's that? A huge opportunity. A missing opportunity to write your own Sefer Tehidim. Rabbi Nachman writes in Bikutei Maharan that, and we've learned this before, he says that, כשאדם מסיח בינו לבין קונו, זו בחינס רוח הקודש. That when you take time to talk like he just did, that is the closest human being can get to in this world, to Ruach HaKodesh. And then he says, that's basically what Sefer Tehilim was, a compilation of moments of Ruach HaKodesh, where David HaMelech did not miss the opportunity, and every time he had an opportunity that we know of, he made a song out of, he made a tefillah out of what he was going through. Again, David HaMelech didn't always remember that Hashem was running the whole show, because if he did, there would not have been a Sefer Tehilim. Do you realize that? Tehillim would not exist if David HaMelech always knew that everything was okay. And it's so clear, friends, it's so clear that this door that we're in, I don't know what the innovation is within the framework of halacha. Can we just repeat that in bold typo? Within the framework of halacha, I don't know what that chiddush is that this door needs, but we need something new. Whatever was, was great until now. We need something new. I don't, again, Mehmet, I, I, I was speaking to someone last week. He said to me, the father asked him, what do you want to do in 10 years? And this is a very matzliach person. It's like his father saying to him, what do you want to do? As if like what I'm doing enough was a very matzliach person. And he said, in 10 years, I know exactly what I want to do. I want to open up the most warm house of love and prayer in the heart of Tel Aviv. I know already what I want to do. I want to have a house of love and prayer in the heart of Tel Aviv. Like there are people that understand that whatever worked until now, it was, it was great, but it was... We, lechem gets stale. Bread gets stale the older it is. And we need new bread. We need new bread. I think that teaching Emunah or understanding Emunah on this level, telling our children, telling ourselves, it won't last until you start writing your own Sefer Tehilim. It may be good for you, but it can't, it's something that's too difficult in, in today's day and age to fight against this, these three dorot that are in our face. And some people say, look, it's just not me to say my own Tehillim. It, it wasn't David HaMelech until he did it either. Most people, when they get to that place of starting to do what they're meant to do in the world, it's not because it was them and then they just started doing what they were meant to do. It's that they fought through something and then they became that which they, that which they knew they had to become. 
That's true about everything, but it's specifically true about emuna. So back inside, Otet. כמה מעלות נפלאות יש בצורה כזאת של תפילה על אמונה. ראשית, עצם הדיבור באמונה מועיל מאוד לנפש. הוא מחזק בה מאוד את האמונה. You want health for your soul? Like ממש, בריאות לנפש. He's saying is when you talk like this, your soul becomes healthy. And it's מחזק באמונה in your soul. ודיבורי תפילה של אמונה לא גרע מדיבורי אמונה סתמה. Words of, words of, of, uh, of davening of, of, about אמונה, it's ממש ממש the highest thing, like, like, saying, like talking אמונה itself. ועוד בשעה שאדם מתפלל לקדוש ברוך הוא לזכות באמונה, and at a time when you're there and you're davening Hashem, please let me believe in you. הרי הוא מעורר בנפשו את התשוקה לאמונה. You are awakening in your soul the passion to have emuna. וזה דבר נורא ונפלא שמחזק בו גופה את האמונה. ועוד, שכיוון שמתחנן ומבקש מהקדוש ברוך הוא שיקבע בליבו את האמונה בו יתברך שמו, בוודאי הקדוש ברוך הוא ישמע את תפילתו וסוף כל סוף יהיה מאמין גדול מאוד. This is a beautiful, beautiful guarantee. What did he just say over here? He basically said, This is guaranteed to work. That's what he just said. This surah of approaching emunah is guaranteed to work. Because if what you're doing is arousing the passion within your soul, which is who we really are, for emunah, this is the stuff, and it's mechazek, your passion for emunah. You see, we think emunah is a thing, I daven for it, and I either get it or I don't. No. Davening for emunah, is the kinyan of emunah. You understand the difference? When I daven for something, even it could be a holy thing, not emunah, something else, until I have it, I don't have it. When I daven for emunah, the davening for emunah itself is having it, is getting it. And that's different than any other thing in the world. And that's why he promises and he says, listen, it's guaranteed to work. Why is it guaranteed to work? Because by you doing the exercise, it's like someone saying, listen, exercise. We'll go back to, I don't know who brought it up before. But exercise, right? You're guaranteed to what? What's the end result of exercise? What, yeah, but what happens to you while you're exercising? Sweating. <laughs> Schmitzing or whatever it is. You get energy while you're doing what you're doing. But he's saying over here, I think very, very similar. The kinyan of emunah is not an eventual kinyan. It's not an eventual acquirement. It's that what causes you to ask for it is actually, you know, darashti kirvatecha. Like none of our sages has ever talked about the day they found God. Those are not in Jewish books. And it so happens that a Jewish person speaks like that They're not coming from a Torah's perspective. The day I found God. Let me tell you about how I found God. That's not our thing. We start every single morning with Hodu. And we speak over there by saying, Yismach lev mevakshe Hashem. Happy is the heart of those that ask for Hashem. The Alexander Rebbe said, it should say, Yismach lev motzei Hashem. What do you mean? The happiness is that I found it. A Jew's happiness when it comes to this stuff is not by finding something. It's that I'm so happy that this is what I'm asking for. I have so much simcha that these are the things that are bothering me in life. It fills my heart. 
This is, this is really a, a strong kinyan of everything we're speaking about. Param nekuda, yud, nosaf al kach. Yesh kan nekuda niflaa, there's a wonderful point here. Betzura kazot shil tefila, in this manner of davening, ha'adam mekasher et kol yomol ha'kadosh baruchu bechol davar. This is an amazing thing. Are your Sundays godly between 9 and 10? Or are your Sundays godly from, in the case of my wife this morning, 5 a.m. till I don't know, right? All day long, it could be. That's what it should be. For some people, that sounds too intense. But it's actually the most beautiful thing in the world. When it comes to learning something, I learn, I daven to understand that which I don't understand. Then I understood it, and then I go back and I say, it's only because you allowed me to understand this, I understood what I did. And like this cycle of learning, so he's saying when it comes to learning, if I daven before I learn to understand, then I'm learning Dvar Hashem. And then afterwards, after I understand what I learned, I then turn to Hashem and I say, um, thank you so much, I know it's only because of you that I got to learn. That means the whole cycle of your learning had to do with your personal relationship with God. Unfortunately, that's a rare phenomenon in yeshivas these days. Rare. It's a subject. I know it's holy. I have to learn it. And then I have to go to the next blot. Chumi, I'm going to embarrass the daylights out of you right now. In a good way. Your son blew us away at Chabura. I don't know if you heard about this. Friday, we had our Chana Shabbos Chabura. And Ben came to Chabura. We're sitting and we're learning. Now, none of, the, none of the people in the room are learning all day. Besides him. So we're learning something very beautiful. Reb Shlomo on Shabbos. Baboy B'Shalom. And everyone's trying to give a jab at like, take a jab at, what, what does this actually mean? What does it mean? Then he asks one question, which he basically answered himself while he asked the question. He answered everyone's questions in the room. Basically, he asked, you could hear on the recording, he asked the question, I was basically willing to get up, take my chair, go to the side, have him sit over here. Why? Because his head is wrapped, when you're wrapped in learning, but the kind of learning that's about a personal relationship with the Kaddish Baruch you think differently, you see things differently, you experience life differently, and we all got this like booster of, of, of it orerut. When Ben asked that shy, it was unbelievable. All of us felt uh, uh, proudly stupid. <laughs> proudly, like, you know, ignorant. It was such an amazing moment. Um, and also, I got to spend time with his, with his Rosh Yeshiva and him last week at an event, and I, I saw, like, what kind, of, what kind of Rosh Yeshiva is. This is like Mamash, instilling within each Talmud that keep Hashem part of the conversation with every single ounce of learning. He's saying over here, this happens, this is what the point of this kind of, a, of an exercise is all about that the, the personal interaction with the Kaddish Baruch Hu is constant, it's all day long, but not in the way that gets us nervous and feeling guilty when we turn on Netflix. That's not, that's not the point of it, it's something completely different. There was a guy, I remember a guy in Los Angeles who was in the film industry, who was becoming very from, and he didn't know what to do about his job. 
So he said he davened over it. Like, what should he do? Should he just stop working? He wasn't doing, it wasn't any shows that were dirty that he was directing. It was just not necessarily like stories of Akedah uh, Zitzchak, right? On Fox. So he said that every time before he goes into a screening, he, he davens, he, he thanks Hashem for the parnasa that comes from this, and he davens for Hashem that he should see what limud and chidushim are coming out from each moment that he has an interaction with this. I said to him, well, what happens if, like, there are things that you shouldn't be watching? He says, then Hashem expects me to, big boy and, to be a big boy and know where my boundaries are, and know that certain things you just don't do. So that person that I'm speaking about, all day long is having, relation, is having conversations with Hashem. All day long. It's not just in moments of davening. They've been able to wrap their, their dance of emuna when it's strong and when it's weak throughout the whole day, all day long. And I think that's what he's, he described that in the world of learning. That's why we said what we just said. But this can be always. This, is, this, is, this should be all the time. Okay, so bar, uh, fourth, fourth line, the end of the fourth line. V'chen le'orech kol hayom b'chol davar u'b'chol davar v'davar shu osek. Hu miyad choshev sh'rak ha'kadosh b'ruch u'yachol ha'azor lo b'davar zeh. U'lechach hu miyad p'ne elav b'tfila al kol prat u'prat le'orech kol hayom. Don't just daven when, when, when you know you're supposed to daven. Don't just daven, don't just say to Hashem, I know this is only from you when things, like we said last week, when things get really, really bad. And he said this in another place. Do you know how beautiful it is to daven before you go to the grocery store that you should find? First of all, you should find the money that you need to buy whatever you need to buy. Second of all, that you should find... What's that? I was parking. You should find pa- davening for parking. Why not? It's a given. Davening. But then he says a beautiful thing. Then he says, after you found the parking, how much are you davening to Hashem, thanking Him for the parking? Or is it a matter of, yalla, next. Yalla, next. Next, next. Kinyan emuna, the word next doesn't exist. It's not that, rega. Next can wait. There's a vote to do right now. What's that? My mouth is going to praise you, Hashem. My mouth is going to talk to you right now. Can I ask you a question? So when you say daven, do you just mean like just talking to Hashem? Okay. Because when I think of daven in the past, it's always been, you know, like standing. What if I say pray? Talk to him or pray. Right. Nechon, davening, yeah. Just, just davening is not even Hebrew, yeah. <laughs> yeah, davening is Yiddish. Just talking to Hashem. Al kol pratu prat lorech kol yom amash hu mishtadel shekol pratu prat yekadem lo emuna bechevan sheyesh emuna humiad mitpaler. The last line here is what you don't have. I'm just going to finish it over here. Nimitza shelorech kol yom kulam amash hu mechubar leribon shleinam adam shenohekach. Again, he is saying that a person that's willing to go here to this place, he experiences, he or she experiences life differently. They are guaranteed to live a life of emunah. They're guaranteed. Why? Because living a life of emunah is being in constant interaction. It's not a matter of something I acquired and then next. So what is the, what is the tefillah of the first candle? Tefillah of the first candle, based on what we just learned right now, is not necessarily, Hashem, I want it to be clear that I believe in you, because tomorrow morning I may not. So what is the tefillah of the first candle now? I want to hear from you. What is the tefillah of the first candle? If the first candle is Kinyan Emuna, what would it be? There's no wrong answer. It's what you feel. 
Next, not thinking about next. What does it mean to be with the first candle? To dive, well, it's to be in a state of tefillah. All the time, just to feel his presence. You see, in non-Jewish, beautiful, mystical circles, there is a concept of just being present, right? It's not, in, in Yiddishkeit, that's not so much the avoda, Because being present, a yid davens. Like their pre, a yid's presence is being in a state of tefillah. Not the feel of, like, i got to finish this, i got to finish this. But what is it that my heart wants to express right now? And even if my heart wants to express that, the, the beautiful, serene feeling of being in your presence, before you go to that place of presence and awareness, it, it's, it's, it's introduced with the tefillah also. So that everything about my daily routine, everything in my life, is surrounded by, by this right now. So I would, like, highly recommend, mamash, highly recommend, especially tonight by the first night, in order so that they can be a mosif v'holech, not just on Hanukkah, but with our learning and our growth, this kinyan of emuna, you know, you could, you could I, listened, I, I had to re-listen to one of the shirim last week for myself, because I was like, wait a second, I know we said some very strong things, and everyone said a lot of good things, but it's not just about, these shirim are not just about like another shir, it's really trying to grind in things that I thought I already knew. And being okay with the fact that maybe things that uh, I was certain that I already had under, under control, I didn't really understand what it's all about. And now it's about finding it and establishing it. And this is what I think the Chazal was saying, V'kavu, the Russian of Hanukkah is Kviya, V'kavu Shmona Semi Hanukkah, Likboa, it was, it was fixed. What's a better word? Likboa. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, Kviyut, yeah. It's set, it's fixed. It's like, but you, you, I don't know how you'd say it in English. You, affix, right? Affix, yeah. Affix is like this Kenyan. So, Hashem should have Rahmanas on us to be able to redefine things uh, in ways so that it really does last strong. Again, not last strong that I did something and it lasts strong, but that the burning desire to keep on rediscovering what all this means lasts strong, and that means I keep on going up. You fall down, you get back up, and you're still considered a mamin. Sheva yipol rasha vekam. No, it's not what it says. Sheva yipol tzadik vekam. That's what it says. Yes, Lana. Um, it also makes sense that we say shakriyanu on the first night. The first night is a muna, and like lazman hazat to be at this exact point. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Nachon, hitchatshut al azman, on the moment we're in. That's beautiful. Ashwin, okay, Hanukkah Sameach, everyone. It's beautiful. Yeah.